0: Blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm on my holy mountain, let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, it is near. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping and with mourning, rend your hearts and not your clothing, return to the Lord your God for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relents from punishing. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people. This is our Lenten call from Joel chapter 2. Welcome to worship from Jessup First United Methodist Church. I'm Rebecca Duke-Barton, and I'm here with my husband, Garth. We're the pastors of Jessup First. I'm glad you're here with us today. It's the season of Lent, and here at Jessup First, we're going to be talking about our wandering hearts. We have a tendency to wander away from God. All we like sheep have gone astray. But the good news of Jesus Christ is that he is the good shepherd who came to seek and save the lost. It's what Joel tells us, return to him with all your heart. Your wandering heart wants to find rest in God. As the hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing says, Jesus sought me when a stranger wandering from the folds of God. He to rescue me from danger interposed his precious blood. We think about how Jesus sought Peter and how he seeks us to bring us back to the heart of God. Let's hear from Luke chapter 5. We'll begin at verse 1. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there on the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Lent is a time for confessions. So I have one to make this morning. I have a delightful sister. When we were teenagers, we were almost the same size. She was always just an inch or two taller. I was the little sister and that bit of information should tell you a whole story right there. I would wake up before her on school mornings, and if I was bored of the clothes in my closet, I'd go into her room, pick out something, and get dressed in her clothes. She'd get up and see that I was wearing her clothes, and I would smile and say, can I borrow this? Do you see how annoying that is? I'm asking to borrow the clothes that I'm already wearing she would tell me in an exasperated voice for the hundredth time that I needed to ask her before I put them on. And I would say, oh, so innocently that I would have asked her, but I didn't want to disturb her while she was sleeping. Somehow that borrowing before you ask makes me think of Jesus climbing into Simon Peter's boat while he was mending his nets. In our Lenten series, we're talking about Simon Peter's story and we're, taking a walk in his shoes. He was Jesus's closest disciple, and he had a front row seat for much of Jesus's public ministry. As we read his story, we recognize that this is our story too. Simon Peter had been at work all night and hadn't caught any fish. He was worn out. He had to be discouraged. What was his family going to eat that day? He wasn't going to have any fish to sell and make money. He's got a family who needs his care. Simon Peter had a lot of the same problems that we have today. We get discouraged. We work long hours, and sometimes we don't have much to show for it. We've got sick family that we're trying to care for. We feel like we're coming up empty. There was one bright spot, though. Simon Peter's mother-in-law had been sick, and a wandering preacher had healed her. Simon Peter must have looked up from his net mending and realized that someone was in his boat. If he was annoyed at first at the person in the boat without asking, the annoyance melted when he realized who it was, the teacher who had healed his mother-in-law. It was Jesus. Jesus had drawn a crowd. People came out to hear what he had to say and to see what he might do. He was along the lake of Gennesaret, which is also called the Sea of Galilee and the Sea of Tiberias. Gennesaret means heart, by the way. It's kind of a heart-shaped lake, and so people had nicknamed it the Heart Lake. I guess kind of the way that we might call the Great Lakes the Finger Lakes. There are a lot of little towns all along the lake, and there was a big fishing industry. Jesus was in one of the inlets teaching, but the crowds got too big. But it's a funny thing about the Lake of Gennesaret. If you get out on the water just a little bit, the land around creates a natural amphitheater and the water acts as a sound system. So Jesus got into the boat on the heart-shaped lake to talk to people about the state of their hearts. I suppose Jesus could have walked on water, but instead he found a boat that had just come in from all night fishing. It was Simon Peter's boat. Jesus was already in the boat when he asked Simon Peter if he could borrow it. I know, I know. You don't want people to use your stuff. If your sister showed up wearing your clothes and then asked, you'd be angry. If someone says, can I borrow your car? All you can think about are the scratches that are going to come back or how your insurance doesn't cover it. And this is no different. That boat that Jesus wanted to borrow is Simon Peter's business. This is his livelihood. This boat keeps a roof over his head. Simon is tired and weary. He's been up all night, and Jesus wants to borrow his boat. Now, of course, Simon Peter had already seen a glimpse of what Jesus could do when he healed his mother-in-law. So even though he'd been fishing all night, he got back in the boat and took Jesus a little offshore so Jesus could teach the people. When he finished teaching, Jesus said to Simon Peter, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Peter may have been skeptical. He was the professional fisherman, good enough that he can afford a boat. Jesus wasn't a fisherman. He was a craftsman, a carpenter. Simon had already been fishing that night, and the fish always bit better at night. Every fisherman knew it. I mean, really, what if Jesus showed up at your job to tell you how to do it? Put yourself in Peter's shoes. But again, Simon Peter did it. He cast out into the deep and he was overwhelmed with the catch of fish. Don't you love how Jesus can turn a night with no fish into a blessing for Simon Peter and his partners? The weight of it almost sank the boat and he had to call James and John to help. Simon starts to realize that the man in his boat is someone like he's never seen before. And he tells Jesus to go away because he, Simon, is so sinful. But Jesus tells him, do not be afraid. Because Jesus told him he's got a calling on his life and on James and John's lives too. The miraculous catch of fish is a vision, a foretaste of the mission that Jesus had in mind for Simon Peter. Jesus sought Peter and asked him to follow him. The boat is just the start. Jesus wants to borrow the boat today, but he wants Simon Peter to commit his whole life to come, follow him, and set out on the mission to fish for people. Beloved, let me tell you something about when Jesus comes into your life. He wants all of you. He wants your heart. He wants your time. He wants to use your boat. All of this is true of the church too. We have moments of discouragement. We've thrown out our nets and come back empty. We don't seem to be catching people. And Jesus calls us to cast our nets out into the deep. Of course, Simon has more to learn. His story with Jesus starts off with two big miracles and he's right there with Jesus. We're going to see him have absolute faith that he can walk on the water with Jesus and then sink. We're going to see him proclaim with conviction that Jesus is the Messiah and then reject the idea that the Messiah should go to the cross. It's a wandering path to follow Jesus. But Jesus never abandons Simon Peter. Though he wanders, Jesus always finds him. If we're stepping into Peter's shoes this Lent, that's good for us too. We might wander, but Jesus continually brings us back to him. Joel says, return to me with all your heart, says the Lord. Return to the Lord, your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relents from punishing. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him. We see it with Simon Peter. He knows he's a sinful man, but Jesus still has a mission for him. This is grace. Jesus saw us. Even when we were strangers wandering from the fold of God, Jesus is calling us. He wants our hearts. He wants our lives. He wants our witness. This is the time to go out into the deep where we will find the blessings of Jesus. Jesus calls us to the deep, sometimes to go somewhere new, to try something different. We're called to be a part of this great fishing expedition of the gospel. Jesus wants to cast a wide net a net wide enough to reach the whole world. He's sitting in your boat, ready to go. Are you ready to come too? Will you pray with me? Lord, open our hearts and our lives to the grand adventure you have before us. May we use our resources for your glory. May we order our lives to be part of building your kingdom. When you call us, Lord, may we be ready to leave everything and follow you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.